How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Colin. I am your host, Colin, and today it is Valentine's Day. And I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of inspiration, and uh, hopefully you guys are able to spend today with your loved ones, and uh, whether it's Valentine's Day or Bro and Dine's Day, whatever you want to call it, here we are. We'd love for you guys to uh, to just spend this next hour with us because today I have a special guest. This lovely lady I've had the privilege of working with on a, an amazing television show called Chasing Life about a woman who was experiencing cancer. And uh, the show profiles and chronicles her cancer journey. And as someone who has been uh, someone who is a cancer survivor myself, um, it, was, uh, it was an amazing opportunity to work with her and to, uh, to also explore um, what her character was going through, and then also to meet some amazing people that she and I both know, particularly a, a doctor who works at Children's Hospital Los Angeles named Dr. Wayne. And he is someone we're going to be talking about tonight because he does incredible, incredible work with children at uh, Children's Hospital. And Children's Hospital Los Angeles was a place that I volunteered at and got to know um, him and his wife, Helen very well. And we, uh, we are definitely going to get into that, but we also are going to be talking about some Hollywood. We're going to talk about some TV and we're going to be talking about this young lady's husband because it is Valentine's day. And, uh, I get confused with her husband quite a bit. And I guess maybe because he's off filming a movie right now, she felt lonely and said, sure, Colin, I will do your show because you are the Next best thing to my husband, because you look just like him. But before we get to my guest, I just want to uh, say thank you to someone who was kind enough to send me this Coffee with Colin little plaque here. So I think maybe eventually I'm going to like find a way to put it in here somewhere. But uh, thank you, Claudia. Very, very sweet of you. Uh, our show keeps growing. We keep getting more and more uh, feedback that we are doing something right over here. And... Uh, for those of you who would like to enjoy a nice cup of coffee or an adult beverage, my guest that's going to be coming on here, she's already had like probably five or six glasses of wine. So she's reared up and ready to go. So you probably have already seen her in uh, Chasing Life, but you can also see her on Designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland. I'm looking forward to chatting with her about that because Kiefer Sutherland is one of my favorite actors and it is a great show. Um, and then she's also got a new series that's going to be coming out on Amazon Prime here, or uh, Netflix, excuse me, very soon. So without further ado, ladies and gents, please bring to the stage Miss Italia Ritchie. What's up, my dear? Five or six glasses of wine. It is eight o'clock. Oh, so what? Probably like <laughs> I 10? have a two-year-old. Oh, right. No, like, yes. What? yes, yes One yes. glass. All right. Well, cheers, Italia. Great to see you. Happy Valentine's Day. Cheers. Happy Valentine's Day to my second sort of husband. Yes, yes. Well, um, that is the, that's the funny thing about it, because uh, your husband and I have uh, met a couple of times. Uh, you and I have worked a couple of times, and uh, it's funny. Did we ever do Children's Hospital volunteer together, though? I did the Thursdays, and then I remember I first met you at the triathlon. That's right which I was not a part of athletically. I think I just handed out medals, but. Yeah, you were over there at the finish line with uh, a margarita and. Uh, you make everybody think I'm like a raging bad. alcoholic. I'm <laughs> just probably. kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Italia, thanks for being here. It's great to see you. It's been a little bit. Um, tell us what's been going on. How have you been? I've been good. I mean, all yeah. things considered, uh, my uh, family, my husband, my son, and I decided to depart LA and uh, move back to Canada, where we're from. Uh, so that has been something, especially during all the lockdowns. Uh, but I've been, you know, mostly momming. Uh, Robbie's yeah. been just doing the most amazing thing. So uh, I, it's been kiddo and I, and we're he's so fun he's so funny he's literally i'm gonna be in so much trouble when he's older <laughs> he just he's two and he started just understanding that he looks at women now and just goes no way Boy, yeah robbie taught dad. that to him he teaches them all yeah. these little party tricks but they i mean every woman just melts and i'm like why bother even going to school man you're just gonna wink your way through like he's gonna look like you and robbie it'll be, it'll be fine yeah well we could do like two men and a baby and uh <laughs> Do another, yeah. another episode. 
or another another movie. But uh, um, so I want to. We work together, but we haven't really talked a whole lot or like it's been a while and uh just for everyone out there who's um who's watching for those of you who uh who don't know italia and i uh, worked on an amazing tv show called chasing life so i want to get into that because that is uh that's something that as uh, as an actor i love to to work on projects that make a difference in people's lives and um i mean that show just had a profound effect effect on so many people and i'm sure you were an inspiration for a lot of people who who have been touched by cancer in one way or another. Um, tell us a little bit about how that project came about for you. And, and um, was it something that uh, you had to fight for to audition for? Was it something that you was just kind of, was it offered or tell oh, us God, how it no. all came about? <laughs> I'm not that famous, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was an audition that came in. And I, at first I was a little hesitant because I was like, I was lucky enough at that, time in my life not to have been directly affected by cancer you know no immediate family members uh, at that point um, and so I was nervous because I was very uneducated and uh, unfamiliar with cancer and what that meant so for me the the whole like black cloud stigma you don't talk about it it just like it scared me and um, you know but I read the script and I thought it was a great story and I uh, loved that part of it so I I auditioned and went through like five auditions and the screen tests and all the things. And, and then I got it and I was even more nervous because I was like, now what do I do? Do I yeah. do all the research in the world about, um, uh, April had acute myeloid leukemia. So I was like, do I research everything about it? So I know which typically I would do for a role, but then I didn't want her, my performance to be affected because she didn't know anything about it. And I didn't want her to have be anticipating what was going mm. to be going on. Um, and it, it, it was so, I, so like a enlightening because I, it, for me, it took the show and it took meeting all of the people that I met through the show, all the fans, all of the volunteering that I did to learn that like cancer doesn't define you. It doesn't like put an entire like costume on you and take over your entire life. I mean, of course mm -hmm. it's a huge deal, but you're still a person and you're still living your life. You're just also battling this terrible terrible thing and it was really it was really nice to be able to tell that to other people who may have originally been in the situation that I was in prior to doing the show um, but also it was I felt really guilty playing this as well because I felt it was so unfair for me to be pretending that I had cancer 16 hours a day five days a week and then on weekends I got to forget about it you know and mm -hmm. so I, I had a really tough time struggling uh, between how to relieve that guilt kind of that I could mm -hmm. just like take it off. Uh, so that's what actually got me involved with CHLA and stand up to cancer and stupid cancer and, and all of the different things that I could do to try and like, I felt like I was part of the community without actually being like part of the community. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. It all, every time I say it out loud, it sounds incredibly selfish and, and self-centered, but I just, I'm so grateful for that show and all the stories that I got to hear. And it was just a really, it's still to this day, like you said, I worked with Kiefer who I love and the show was fantastic, but chasing life is still my favorite thing I've done. <clears throat> and you said you did volunteer at children's hospital, Los Angeles. Um, so they have a, a program there called literally healing where they had a library up, I think it was on the mm -hmm. fourth or fifth floor yeah. going there. And it was, a yeah, Robbie and I room. both did it. Yeah, playroom with like mm -hmm. games and stuff. And they yeah. uh, had a list of some of the, the kids who were on the floor who were couldn't actually leave their beds to to come to play. And uh, you look at the list of the kids whose um, ages were on there and then you choose books that you think would be appropriate for for that age. And um, just being able to go into these rooms and, and read books to these kids. Man, I'm telling you, these kids are some of the bravest and most courageous little humans uh i know you will ever meet and, and um, so gracious like yeah. at the end of of your hang they'd be like thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it with little old me and i'm like just a mess being like how are yeah. you the strongest person <laughs> i've met you're four yeah it was, it's amazing and and half the time like they don't know they're not watching the, the 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 younger wards aren't watching it they don't they don't know they don't even care they just love that they have company and that they yeah. 
they have somebody spending time with them and, and hanging because, you know, the staff is so busy, but they do their best and the parents have to work. And, and it's just so, so that goes to say, if any of you guys watching can volunteer, you don't have to be famous to do it. You can just, you can make a difference by just spending your time with them. Yeah. Yeah. And then through the process, obviously we've met Dr. Alan Wayne, who does incredible work over there and Helen, of course. Yeah. And uh, they're two key amazing people with uh, just making that hospital what it is. Um, so doing the tri triathlon, as you mentioned, that's how we met um, the, the Malibu triathlon, all the proceeds go to children's hospital, Los Angeles. And that's when I met Dr. Alan Wayne. Um, that's he, when you met him. That's when I met him out, out, on the beach in Malibu. And, oh you know, he was the guy that was like, you know, receiving yeah. the check he's from like the mayor of, of children's hospital. Oh yeah. He's amazing. And <laughs> he's so cool. And he was just like, Hey, you want to come check out the hospital? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, met him and his wife. And then they invited me to, uh, I think it was some sort of, uh, at the tennis like club? marquee ball tennis. Uh, yeah. The tennis club. That's where you and I met. And I think uh, we danced until we shut the place down. We did shut that place down. I and actually weirdly like Facebook reminded me of a photo of that like the other day. Yeah. 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 Um, and so you keep in regular touch with, uh, with Dr. Wayne and Helen. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, they came to my brother's wedding. <laughs> um, they came to my wedding. Uh, yeah. I met them. We were seated at the same table at one of the CHLA galas. Uh, so we uh, became immediate, like you, your energy just syncs up with people sometimes. And yeah. mine just, I don't know what I did to deserve the energy of these two people, but like literally some of the world's greatest humans. Yep. And being on the show, obviously you would, uh, I'm sure a lot of people reached out to you just to, um, just to say thank you. And for telling the story of someone who's going through with, uh, going through what a lot of people have to deal with. And when I was going through my experience, really, a lot of the times it just came down to uh, just having someone who had actually been th through it or was going through it or had had some knowledge of what it was like. Um, that in, in and of itself was enough to just make me feel a little bit more secure, a little bit safer. Um, and just to know that so I wasn't alone in that whole experience. Uh, I'm sure you got a ton of mail and a lot, ton of people reaching out. Did you connect with anyone in particular or become friends um, with anyone through that? I, I did. I, the first girl that ever reached out was named Amanda and she always sort of sits special because it was, you know, I, I, I went from zero to, you know, they trained us for ABC family with like the pretty little liars, like a social media team. So, you know, no tagging locations, no, and I was like, holy crap, this is gonna be crazy. But then you realize that our content hits different. And so mm -hmm. uh, I would spend hours uh, reading every single comment, every single Facebook message, every everything. Because I before that, I didn't really have much of a following. And I would you know, spend honestly hours and my husband, I would be sobbing and I would try and respond to everybody. And he was like, baby got to just like step away because he mm -hmm. could see what it was doing but I was like if these people have the courage to tell me what they're going through and how I might not even be helping them but how the show is maybe letting them or letting a family member see a different perspective on mm -hmm. what they're going through then I they deserve my attention just to read it so uh, I still I still do um, it's obviously much less now because the show's been off the air for 25 years uh, um, but a lot Not of it too quite. wasn't just wasn't just cancer it was people that had dealt with uh, you know depression or disorders it, it, it was literally anybody who felt alien alienated by something that was beyond their control mm -hmm. uh, they felt connected with and it was nice because the show was able to to sort of show the perspectives of a family member a friend a parent uh, a coworker, and you got to see how somebody was like, you know, they'd message me and be like, I had no idea that this is what so-and-so was actually going through until we watched this together. And, and now I, I, I can understand it a bit better and thank you for that. And so it's, there was a lot of different sort of boxes that it, it checked for people. And 
that made me feel good. And oh, I just, I loved that show. I'm yeah. so mad it was canceled. Yeah. But um, the impact that you had on so many was absolutely profound. And, uh, and then from there, then uh, was designated survivor like shortly thereafter that, or was it, um, were there a few other um, projects in between? I think in between I did like a little TV movie called Late Bloomer, and then I did Supergirl, mm. and then um, and then I auditioned for the same thing, audition, screen test, the whole the whole bit, no offers, uh, for designated, and then that was a whole different different thing because you know the political jargon. It was like learning a long number because I understood none of what I was saying the end of a take they'd be like great and I'm like what <laughs> did any of that mean yeah and they're like don't you think you should have asked that before you filmed the scene and I was like well did you believe it and they're like yeah and I'm like then it doesn't matter right exactly people <laughs> always ask me like how do you memorize so much stuff what's your process for memorizing I am a very organized person so I I like tab for the whole week like each mm -hmm. color is a different day of the week for what scenes I'm doing and I'll like cram the weekend and then just like keep like ahead by like three days or something and I just either write it out I say it over and over I if I shot designated in Toronto so I'd go up to my parents for the weekend and my mom and I would do it and she would give me notes which are precious <laughs> um and so uh, that that it, it's also easier to I think to remember things that make sense like when it's a mm -hmm. um, conversation that flows like a lot of chasing life we're just real people having real conversations so that it mm -hmm. was just you kind of remember the situation and it just kind of like slides around and that's what I mean um, I meant to say earlier when you said I had a great impact I was literally just a pawn like I'm just the vessel it was the writers it was the team behind it it was people like Suleika Juad who's uh, the most she's who April was based off of and she mm -hmm. is so strong she actually has a book out called Between Two Kingdoms that is I, a, a whole nother insight into the world that somebody like April, who April was based on, actually was going through jur during her journey. Um, what was the question? Oh, learning lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but chasing life felt more conversational. So it was easier for me to remember those lines and, and designated sometimes like when I would be rattling off political jargon, it would just be, I'd, I'd write down like the first letter of each word or each delegate or each name of whatever person I was bringing up. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I just had it written on the Blackberry I pretended to be on and I was just reading it. Yeah. When I was on All My Children, I played a doctor and I would have my uh, my clipboard. So I'd go into mm -hmm. uh, see my patient and I'd be like, so Mrs. Johnson, uh, looks like your uh, sternoclavicular notch has uh, <laughs> three millimeters. And I would just look down and just read my lines right off the script but mm -hmm. you definitely tell great writing when it does it, it when it's it, easy it, when it's easy it doesn't take that much to memorize it um yeah. compared to some uh but that being said i am not a good improviser like no? if they oh my gosh i get so it's not that i can't do it probably not sober um but i can't like i'm just i get so nervous and i'm not funny so i don't i don't I, uh, Cal Penn, who was undesignated, used to try at the end of scenes because he knows politics. So he would just say something and I would just pretend like I'm ordering pizza on my phone or something <laughs> because I would just clam up. It would be horrific. Uh, what was it like working with Kiefer? He's amazing. Yeah. He is like the epitome of professionalism. Like he is on it all the time and he works like to music. So if the beat of the, the lines, like if there's a breath too long a wait, it like you can feel the energy drop in a scene and he knows mm -hmm. it. And he's like, let's do it again. Like he's just, he is so, and he's such a nice human. Hmm. He's still a, a buddy of ours. I'm, I'm a, I, I never saw 24, but I'm a big fan of Cooper. Yeah. So tell us like, was acting something that you've always, you want, always wanted to do from an early age or was it something early, later on in life like me? Um, I think, I mean, I did like local theater when I was a kid and I always enjoyed it. And I think it was because I was very impressionable. So I would watch a movie like, you know, Girl Fight or something and be like, I have to grow up and be a boxer. Or like I'd watch like Center Stage and be like, I need to be a dancer. Or like Free Willy and I'm like, obviously a marine biologist. <laughs> so like I, everything I saw, my parents would hear me be like, I've changed careers. And they're like, perhaps you should be an actor. So they put me in like theater at the old town hall. Shows you how, how small my town was, but um, 
I loved it and uh, I was good at it. And I also remember my mom telling me a story about how she put me in dance, like ballet classes or jazz. And I would complain every time about, and I was like, I just want to be on stage. I don't want to be in a room practicing. And she was like, okay, back to the acting. Um, so I, I did that. And then I'm, you know, a pretty type A. So I was like, I'm not going to just move to Hollywood and try and be an actor. That's insane. Who does that? So I was going to go to law school here in Toronto for um, entertainment law. And my undergraduate degree was in drama because I knew I could get a high enough GPA to get into law school with. And so the summer before I started, I went to, or I was working at a golf club and a friend of mine said, hey, do you want to be an extra? They're filming like one of the American Pie movies nearby. And it's like, you know, we get paid a hundred bucks a day or whatever. I was like, sure, that sounds fun. And I went and the writer on lunch said he liked my look and wanted me to audition for a small role. And I got it and no it all way. just kind of snowballed. I'm, I've been so lucky. I got so That's lucky. That's amazing. Yeah. Just by being there on set, struck up a conversation with the writer. And, and I uh, met Robbie on it. Our first kisses on camera. Oh, amazing. Very sweet. Um, what? So what is it about acting that you love? Getting to be everything. You know, if, if, does that make sense? Like I, I guess I've always been so curious to explore different versions of the universe I could have lived in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there's really no other outlet unless I wanted to be some sort of con artist. So it's more so still time. portraying other characters and just- Yeah, like, what it's like, like experiencing what those worlds feel like. And that, so that was initially my, my draw to it. But then mm -hmm. after I kind of, you know, after chasing life and, and being able to really connect with people that kind of shifted my focus away from uh from just doing something cool because it feels cool to do it's now like I want to do things that I can somehow use as a platform for something else hmm. that sort of makes sense because for me like I grew up I was super shy growing up and I was terrified you never yes, I was terrified of just getting up in front of people I mean my older sister was really into acting so I would tag along with her to auditions. And so, you know, for the fun of it, my mom would be like, hey, do you want to audition for this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. So I didn't really think much of it. Um, but then once I would get up on stage, just every like, it was like, uh, I don't know, just this attention. It just was kind really? of, uh, it was kind of overwhelming. I remember I played uh, Huck Finn in a play in our local theater. My brother so played So you started Tom with Sawyer. the small roles, I see. Small role. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was, well, the play was Tom Sawyer. So my brother played Tom Sawyer and I just had a small role as Huck Finn. And I came out and my first line, I walk out and my line was, um, how you doing, Tom? Something like that. And I was like, how? I, I couldn't get my first line out. I just got I so have those nervous. I was like, often. okay, you know what? This acting thing. I'm good. I don't need to do this. But as I got older, I realized that, uh, I don't know, I was in New York city. I was 24 years old, found myself in an, in an acting class. And what I loved about it was, um, especially as, as a guy, as a man, we're not necessarily encouraged to talk about our feelings, talk about <clears throat> our emotions. And it felt like it was a really cool opportunity to really start to, to communicate from that, um, the place that, men don't normally talk about. So I find acting very therapeutic and uh, just reading amazing scripts and amazing mm -hmm. writing has helped me be able to uh, become a better listener. It's helped me be able to connect with people on a deeper level. So for me, acting, it's, um, I guess it's, it's more so therapeutic. It's more so being in the present moment because a lot of the times we're worried about it's going to happen in the future or worried about what we did in the past. And with acting, it's like that singular moment where you just get to be wholly a thousand percent present with someone. And it's in those moments where magic can happen. That's what I love about it. Oh, totally. Also, you get to kind of feel like a kid again, you know, yeah. you get to just throw it all away and pretend I had to, most of the roles that I play, are kind of just alternate universes of myself. Like, okay, yes, I could have been April. I could have been a journalist and I could have had mm. cancer. I could have been Emily Rhodes. I could have worked in politics. I could have been in the White House. 
Supergirl, not so much. I have never been sci-fi-y, like in my like mm. comfort zone for acting. And so I got that one. And I remember being on set and like Melissa Benoist, like coming in and like landing on the ground, like jumping. And I was like. Who did you play on Supergirl? I was Silver Banshee, like Savon, Siobhan Smythe. Uh, I was a bad girl. And mm. uh, and so I was in one of the crossover, one of the first crossover episodes of The Flash and Supergirl. So then Grant comes in and he does this like fake Flash thing. And I was just like, oh, I'm so out of my element. Like, I can't pretend this hard. Like, I'm going to look so silly. And then I was just like, I'm, if I'm so inside my head, I'm going to look even dumber. So mm. I just had to like let it go. Because I had to like scream and they like blew a leaf blower in my face to make it all go. And so once I let it go and I just had, I felt like I was six years old. Like it was so it, it felt like therapy. Like at the end of the day, I was like yeah. giddy. Like I had just gone on a roller coaster for the first time. It was actually so much fun. I give so much credit to sci-fi actors because that is, so, I would rather cry for a four page scene. <laughs> I was so bad at that. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give anyone out there who's thinking about becoming an actor and pursuing it as a career? The same piece of advice uh well, it's not really advice. It was just a quote I liked when I first moved to LA. But my advice would be do your homework. Be prepared. Please don't be the person that shows up and like doesn't really know what, what they're doing and like hasn't really learned their lines. And me, this is me personally. Some people just work like that. And I just, especially working with Kiefer and seeing how much more efficient it makes you and how much more aware and, and um, able to be, uh, to change it and be malleable. It's just, just do your homework, do your research, do um, do all that sort of stuff. And, and the thing about acting is a lot of it is luck too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know some of the hardest working actors that just wrong place, wrong time, or, or there are jobs that I've worked on so hard and gotten this close to, and there's just, there's no, there's no formula to it, which is why I was so scared to do it in the beginning anyway. Uh, but, but it, it, it's worth it. Have you ever gotten to a place where you were worried about it just not happening or have you been working pretty consistently since you started? No, no. Um, I started and then I got pretty lucky within the first couple of months moving to LA. I screen tested for like one of the biggest shows at the time and obviously didn't get it. But uh, then I got a show called uh, Unnatural History, which was a Cartoon Network show, but it was a live action show. Mm. Um, and it was really good. It was like, a, it was kind of like, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys meets like Indiana Jones kind of thing and Mike Werb created it and uh it was fun but then Cartoon Network decided they didn't want to do live action uh anyway and then after that I think the next over the next pilot season I screen tested 15 times and didn't book anything and meanwhile that was happening to me every time I'd get a call being like they went with the other girl Robbie would get a call being like, you booked it. And I was like, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> so I was like, I was only on a visa at that point and uh, it was expiring and I couldn't work as anything else. So I was like, that's it. I got to go back to law school. I need to rewrite my LSAS. I need to like, and so I had bought the books. I was ready to go. And then um, I was working for like cash at a bar, like in Manhattan beach, like just trying to make it work and it just wasn't happening. So weirdly enough, again, I am so lucky. Um, we were at like, I don't know, Arclight or something. And there was somebody being like, hey, you want to sit in the audience of the game show? And I was like, everyone was like, no. And I was like, yes. So I signed up and I went and I sat in the audience of Let's Make a Deal with Wayne Brady. And he picked me to play and I won a car. No way. <laughs> and that car, I, I like got the money and whatever. And that let me stay out in LA for a few extra months. And a month and a half after that, I booked Chasing Life. Oh, wow. So you won the car and then sold it. To, <laughs> what kind of car was it? Uh, it was a, what was it, a Ford Fiesta. All right. Amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, the stars were aligned. I sobbed yeah. on camera. I was sobbing. So do you believe in, in like destiny and the power of manifestation and the law of attraction, all that sort of stuff? Or are you more practical? I'm a little bit more practical, but I do believe in like karma. And I believe in the fact that like the universe is like a force way more powerful than we can understand. And it has a way of sorting itself out. I just can't like 
I can't put what I feel and think into a sort of like category. It's, it's really, and it changes too. Like I was different and now I have a kid and now things that I thought before, I'm like, that's insane, you know? So <laughs> it changes every day. So I, I don't want to commit to anything. Um, so how has little Robbie changed your guys' life? How much time do you have? <laughs> you send me some wine. Yeah, I'll ship. I'll ship a couple of bottles over after the show. No, he's amazing. He is. I've been very lucky. He is a great kid. He was a very lovely baby, and I mean, as far as babies are concerned, <laughs> um, uh, he. It, it's hard to gauge too because of COVID. Like he was, you know, just a meatball when all of a sudden we weren't allowed to converse with people. So that being mm. said, luckily he has two parents that don't shut up. So his his social skills are probably okay. We'll see. Uh, but but he's good. He's good. And he he like he's starting to develop a sense of humor, which is just really killing me. And uh, and it's all his dad's humor. So so it's like now they team up on me. But it's it's good he's, because I I'm generally not a funny person. Like I don't find my I don't think I have a sense of humor. So for them to like be the joke. I'm just kind of a dick. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to have a sense of humor to <laughs> consider yourself that. Maybe. Yeah. But I love him. He's great. Not going to have another one, but he's great. Has it changed your perspective on life and your career? Having, Yeah, for sure. Because I um, realized that I'm too controlling to have a nanny. And uh, unless we need one, like we had a very amazing one when Robbie and I were both in Vancouver, he was shooting upload and then I was doing imperfect and it overlapped a little bit. So we kind of decided that we were going to do a sort of take turns situation if we could make it work unless, you know, like Marvel comes knocking. And so mm. uh, uh, we have been doing that and it's been really nice because we were, were able to travel, but now that he's getting old enough that he's starting school and we want him to have like normalness, uh, it's, it's a little trickier, but, but I think, you know, before my desire was like, I loved leading chasing life because being, you know, the lead, you're kind of like the team captain. You come to set, you set the tone, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's just, it's, it's above just being like the star of a show. It's, it's quite a big responsibility. And I, I liked it and I had all the time in the world for it. Uh, so now I'm like, like the imperfects, like it's, it's an ensemble. So it follows a lot of storylines. It's like these young sort of three young kids. They're not kids, they're in their twenties, but I'm like the Giles. So it was nice because I got to like be a big part of the show, but also spend time with my family. So it's changed that sort of um, balance for me because now I'm like the days that I would be gone from 4.30 in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm just, I just want to go wake him up. Like I just, I can't not see him for three days straight. That's insane. So yeah. I'm sure it'll, once he gets old enough to be like a fully formed human or feel like that, which will probably be like, he'll be 25. And I'm like, I can't leave him. <laughs> um, well, tell us about Imperfects. What is, what's the show about and uh, who do you play? And it's, it's on Netflix, right? It's coming out this, this it will year. will be on Netflix. It will okay. be on Netflix, yeah. Um, so as I was saying, like, I'm not a sci-fi person. It's a sci-fi show. Uh, I play a genetic scientist, Dr. Sidney Burke. And my partner and I were experimenting with some uh, gene therapy um, trials and gave some people, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say, some side effects that are kind of like superpowers, but not. And they want to get fixed so it's a it's a whole journey about about trying to figure that out and it's it's the style of it is what, what really got me like it is it's kind of like a like a dark grungy horror comic book like vibe it's just it's really cool and and the cast was great and the writers were great and I had a, a really good time shooting it and uh and it was shot in Vancouver so I'm Canadian so good it was really nice Everyone out there um, who doesn't understand, like doesn't really know the whole process of shooting a television show, um, there's like roughly four or five, six auditions that you go through to from initial casting director to then reading for the producers, then the director, and then the studio, and then the network. Through that whole process, do you ever get nervous? Every single time. Auditioning is by far the worst part of being an actor 
The yeah. job, the actual shooting is amazing and it is easy. And I mean, of course you get nervous, like the first day that you have right. your meeting for Sutherland or whatever, yes. or some days you're just like not feeling like you're going to break down and cry. Like there were days on Chasing Life where I had emotional scenes and like, I just couldn't, couldn't get there. It just, and then, you know, you call in a tear stick and someone helps you. Um, Literally but, a tear stick where they put droppers on your eye or the, um, okay, I've heard so there's either there's like there's a blower menthol. where somebody will like blow menthol into your eyes, which will yeah. make it tear up. But um, COVID canceled those. So now there's a there's like a wand you can get that you just it's like Vicks vapor rub under your eyes and it makes them like well up. And then you're like, great, now I'm I don't have to like because sometimes there would be scenes where like it like Leo's death, the scene, the yeah. episodes after that, I I would go home and just sob. Like all of those tears were, I had to, be, I was asked by the director to not cry so hard in scenes. And I'm, I'm not a good, <laughs> like in real life, I'm not like a pretty crier. I don't have like one glistening tear. I'm like, like snot, like my face is wrinkled, like Claire Danes, like style crying. And so he's like, I need less of that. Cause I can't understand what you're saying. And I was just like, I can't, I just I hate you so much. And I, I didn't talk to Scott Michael Foster, the actor. I wouldn't talk to him for days. I was so, I was just so angry about that whole thing. Anyway. Um, do I get nervous? I do. Also, uh, my mom, I needed to make a flow chart. Whenever I told her I was auditioning for something, she'd call me back the next day and be like, so when's it in theaters? And I'm like, what? I know. First of all, it's a TV show. <laughs> um, so I literally had to make her like flow charts for TV and, and film and how it works and like what stage I would be at in, in whatever. Um, and so, uh, nervous for me is usually the first day just because you're getting a vibe for like the pool you're about to start swimming in mm. and obviously if you're if you're about to do a scene that you're not like entirely confident in like Supergirl when I had to just like pretend to be a screaming banshee um but other than that like when I'm working I am so pumped auditions haven't mm. been in person anymore so I don't really get nervous doing tapes um but but I'm usually just so stoked like like can't sleep the night before like first day yeah. of school i'm yep. the girl who loved going to school um like that that kind of excitement yeah and have you thought about directing yourself or producing i feel like people would murder me as a director i have i'm so controlling oh my god i can't <laughs> wait for you to talk to robbie one day for him to be like so the house we just bought has a fridge that's like a glass I'm, so you can see into the fridge and he swears that this is why we will get divorced one day is because of this one fridge is <laughs> because he, oh, he just doesn't, the handles, just put them all in the right, the, the, put the mugs in the same direction. Why yeah. is it that? I mean, but how is that? I'm so why far on this so end difficult? and he's so far on this end. So um, now I'm forgetting the question because now I'm thinking about my mugs. Uh, directing, producing. Directing, right. Yeah, no, I feel like I would just be like, you're not doing it right. Just, just, just forget about it. We'll do something else. <laughs> um, I'm too controlling. I'm a control freak. Uh, producing probably because I am very um, detail oriented, I think. And like maybe directing if it were something like Chasing Life because we had such a great crew and I was so familiar with the story and all of the characters. And so if it came to directing or producing, I was mm -hmm. already so in that world. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think I'm, creative enough to just create a world um but again it depends on your writer it's such a collaborative thing making tv and movies that you know you're only as good as the team that you 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 are a part of so I feel yeah. like I I could probably do them both if I had people I trusted around me and I mean Robbie and I have a production company and, and we are producing some things but it's not I'm not you know they're doing all the groundwork so I don't really think I could take credit for that. But I mean, maybe and it's so hard with questions like that because people are like, would you ever want to do like a, a period piece? And it's like, depends on the script, yeah. depends on the director, depends on the location, depends on my leading man. Yeah. And besides American Pie, have you and Robbie worked on oh, anything God. else? He was in Chasing Life. He sold me ecstasy. Oh, perfect. Amazing. <laughs> we always kind of do little cameos in each other's stuff a little bit like there was that small role he did and then I used to I popped up in True Jackson a bunch just because I would literally be there during rehearsals and they were like oh we need somebody to sit in a car with John Cena and pretend to be a, an actress and I was like all right they're like Italia put on go to wardrobe and I'm like okay 
Uh, and then I think I was like a game show like model once for them. And, uh, and then in the Duff, he did a movie called the Duff where uh, his, the opening scene is the main character, Mae Whitman describing all of the characters and they like zoom in on them. And his was like making out with a cheerleader in his bedroom. Okay. And he, I was visiting set that day and I was like in his trailer reading a book and he was like, Hey, do you want to put on a cheerleading outfit and come make out with me? And I was like, no, <laughs> no camera kisses aren't the same as real kisses. And yeah. it's, it's <laughs> weird. And we were, I think we were engaged at this time. We we're almost engaged. So we'd been together for like eight years. So I was like, no, it's fine. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll just go hand pick an extra to do it. And I was just like, okay, okay, okay. okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, fine, I'll do it. And All so right, that's me. But also when we were doing it, I was like, why are you movie kissing me? And he's like, because real kisses look bad. They do. Yeah. They're sloppy. No tongue. They're so ugly. Oh, yeah. Real kiss. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, for everyone out there, if you have a question for Italia, feel free to type it into the chat. We'd love to uh, to ask her anything you guys would uh, would be curious to know about. Um, with regards to your husband, um, for those of you out there who uh, who know Robbie Amell, we are essentially doppelgangers. I was uh, I think I've told you the story where I was up at the Hollywood Planetarium, um, the Observatory, and I'm in line to go into the uh, the observatory and these two girls, I could tell that they were kind of looking over. Uh, are you texting him right now? No, he just said he wrapped. I was like, maybe he'll pop in, but oh, he's okay. shooting like an hour away. And so I could tell these two girls were kind of like looking over and, you know, I wasn't sure if maybe they recognized me from something that I had done. And finally one of them got enough courage to come up and walk up to me. And she, uh, she kind of, what is he saying? No, I'm finding a picture of you and him next to each other because it's actually unbelievable. There it is. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Why have we not played brothers yet in a movie? I don't know. It's crazy. I know. Uh, Robbie, me, his and mom all the time calls and is like, why didn't you tell me you did a movie with Kate Hudson? And he's like, for the 40th time, mom, that is not me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like this girl, she came up to me. She, you could tell she was like, um, excuse me, um, my girlfriend and I, we, we recognized you and we just wanted to come over and say hi. Um, you're Robbie Amell, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, my name's Colin. She's like, and then she was like all disappointed. She's like, oh, all right. And she walked away. I mean, <laughs> you don't, don't feel too bad because like Robbie's been stopped on the street people have asked if he's like Zac Efron and somebody one time at a restaurant asked if he was Tom Cruise. And I was like, yeah, he just hasn't yeah. aged in like 20 years. Like what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's, uh, what's up next for you, Italia? So you're in Toronto right now. You left Los Angeles. Um, much like me, I, I moved back to Chicago cause my family is here and a lot of my friends who I grew up with. Um, and I just kind of felt like I needed a break from LA. Was that, kind of similar with you guys you just wanted to to take a break and be uh, with family. yes yes our families are here and um, my sister-in-law has two boys around little Robbie's age so uh, we wanted him to grow up with family and sort of we loved our our upbringing and you know the Canadianness of it all. So we wanted to give that to mm -hmm. him as much as we could. And then once COVID hit, the silver lining was that you didn't need to be in LA to go to casting offices or whatever anymore. So yeah, it was kind of a golden opportunity there. Um, but, but it's cold, real cold. Mm -hmm. It is similar to Chicago. Go, but I love Chicago. I did. Uh, yeah. um, I, well, I was in a music video a hundred years ago for a band out of Chicago called the plain white tees. Oh uh, yeah, I love the love that band. Awesome. Oh, that was you. That's right. Now you look okay. That's where I oh, God. recognize you. Um, Amy Krause is asking, "How do you decompress, or do you at all?" <laughs> no, um, I started doing yoga, which I'm terrible at because every time they try and like make me like chill and breathe, I'm like, "We're done. We're good. Thanks. Gotta go." Like I can't. I'm not good at like chilling um <laughs> cleaning honestly just like once at, like laundry's done dishes are done beds are made mm -hmm. kiddo stuff is cleaned up then i can like chill and you know watch whatever that we're watching currently 
Does Robbie help you relax? No, he plays video games. Oh. I'm kidding. Okay. Yes, he does. He he will humor me and play Scrabble or chess or whatever I ask him to. Awesome. So what would you say, uh, you guys have been married now for how many years? Five? Six? Six? Six years. We've been together 13. Okay. And what would you say? Still trying it out. What's that? We're still just figuring it out. Just trying to figure it out. Um, well, based on what you figured out so far, what would you say are some keys to a successful relationship? Oh, you're going to make me get all mushy. That's so bad. Um, well, it is Valentine's Day. I know. Um, I honestly, I just, I just really like him as a person. And if I weren't with him, I would be deeply jealous of anyone who was. I, he, we're so different. And it just luckily for us works so well because we're, we both come from pretty level-headed families and, and we don't really surround ourselves with a lot of drama. So we just kind of like keep each other's feet on the ground. And, and I, you know, again, I got, we got so lucky and we just, it's respect and, and we don't try and pull any crap, if that makes sense. Like you mm -hmm. see people now, and also we got together before, so before social media, because I, oof, whole nother mm -hmm. beast. Um, yeah, I just dig them. So someone you can trust and someone that you can, not, not that you have to say everything, you know, tell everything to, you know, people yeah. who are like, any, I tell you all my secrets. He doesn't need to know that I secretly loathe turning his socks back side out every time I do laundry, but now he'll know. Um, yeah, just somebody who you would, you would be with even if you weren't with, if that makes sense. Like, I would yeah. just want to be around him because his energy is so good and he is just like, he's so annoyingly amazing that it's like, it's infuriating. That's why I'm the piece of garbage. In yeah, Zoe. right. Yeah, then that's why he loves you so much. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what would you say you love most about him? Oh my gosh. Um, not his feet. He has ugly feet. So Very, do I. All of his ugly went right so we to are, his feet. We must be related. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm totally yeah. sending you a foot picture after this. Um, I think the fact that he is always smiling and he can always find the like the reason in a situation any situation he can always just in a second say something and you're just like oh well now i'm all worked up and i feel like an idiot like he's just so he's so like zen and he's so easygoing and i'm so <laughs> tightly wound it's like oh god yeah well i i think <laughs> um I, I would say I identify more so with your type of personality, like a type. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I I I do well with people who are a little more relaxed and can help me kind of. You have to. Oh my god! If yes. we hung out together oh, too my, much, yeah. we would end we up would throwing each, each other off a balcony. <laughs> yes, I think we would. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, well, listen, I know you have uh, little Robbie. Um, there he's uh he's sleeping and he's asleep now thank okay goodness. thank god thank god um but uh italia i just want to say thank you for taking the time on your your valentine's day to uh spend it with us and uh appreciate okay. you just being here and sharing valentine's day with me and the rest of us uh, but before you go of course we would love to ask you some questions yeah. about your favorite films this part of the show is brought to you by particular so italia have you heard of Picticular? It's an app where you get to type in anyone that you know of, and it'll tell you exactly what shows they've been in, and then also allow you to tap on where, or it'll show you where you can watch them, and then you can watch them right away. So if oh, you cool. want to type in Robbie Amell, it'll show you all of his movies, and then it'll say whether he, you can watch that movie on Prime or Netflix or That's Apple so iTunes. It's a great platform for anyone out there who's looking to watch more of your stuff, Italia. Um, so this is uh, this app was created by, by my buddy Todd. And uh, so we've created this little part of the show where we ask you what your favorite six things are regarding films. So the first question is, what is your favorite film of all time? Uh, Titanic. 
Really? All right. So you were one of the hundreds of screaming young teenagers who fell in Leonardo, fell no. in Leonardo DiCaprio. No, and, I, no? and it's, this is why I'm embarrassed to say Titanic because everyone's like, okay, you were one of those girls. Yes, I saw it 14 times in theaters, but I was assigned, uh, like we had to find a, a historical tragedy in the second grade and I came across Titanic. And since then I mm. was obsessed. I had posters on my wall of like the blueprints and I had all the books. And so I Titanic didn't come out till I was in like seventh or eighth grade. So I was, I'm the OG Titanic fan and not fan. Wow. I just weirdly feel connected to it. Like I still, um, it's all still packed, but one of my rooms, one of my guest rooms in LA was all like replicas of the blankets and the jewelry boxes and an old um, advertisement that was carved out of wood that I found at the Rose Bowl. I, I've just always weirdly felt so connected to it. I think once Robbie and I, uh, when we went to Vegas with my family for my grandfather's like 80th. Yeah. And we went to the Titanic exhibit and it was, a. have been to them before, but when it was in Toronto, it wasn't quite as extravagant as the Vegas one. And he turned the corner before me because I was looking at something with my dad and he saw that they had rebuilt the whole grand staircase. And he walks oh, back wow. and he goes, babe, I just need you to take a breath <laughs> and just like, don't like make it, don't make it a thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'll be fine. And I turned the corner and I, Drop to my knees sobbing. Really? I, I don't know why. I'm a reasonable human. I know that's ridiculous, but Maybe I couldn't. I don't know why. You were on that's, the Titanic. I mean, I don't know if I believe in that, but like, I don't know if I don't. Anyway, yeah, yeah really into uh, Titanic. So uh, I loved the movie because I got to see the whole ship and I got to see the world. And I mean, the story was great too, obviously, but I, but I was really, I don't know. That one, that one got me. Awesome. All right. And what was your favorite movie growing up as a kid? I guess. I had two that I wore out many VHS tapes of were The Labyrinth and Crybaby. Oh. Crybaby, was that with Johnny Depp? Yeah. What did you love about yeah. that movie? I think Johnny Depp. And I think I just like realized I was straight watching that movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? Too late. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? You're not funny. Um, and Labyrinth. What was that one? Who was in that? That was David Bowie and um, Jennifer. Oh, I'm losing Connolly. And it was That's like right. all these yes. Movies. Someone else the mentioned main... that movie too. I gotta really? watch this damn movie. Yes. It's... Oh my god, you haven't seen the last. I have not, and this is the second time someone has brought it up, and I am embarrassed to say I haven't seen it yet. Damn it! You should watch it. Okay. It's really fun. It's really. I just. I think I was so young when I saw that, and I just thought it was such a cool world, and and it was so interesting and such a fantasy that for somebody who's not into fantasy and sci-fi, or I, I keep saying that. I guess I am. Uh, was really, I don't know why, I just loved that movie. It was so cool. I think I wished that like I could do that, like I could get into a world like that. Okay, so my best friend growing up, Chris Dynan, he's on here. What's up, Chris? He says, <laughs> he has no kids, obviously. <laughs> That's right, Chris, I don't, because otherwise I would have watched Labyrinth probably 400 times. I don't know if I would show my son the Labyrinth, though. Like, Really? I mean, he's only two. Why, is it scary? I can't or... show him anything. It's, it's like... It's very adult, and David Bowie is like, I don't know, I'm weirdly attracted to the character of Jareth, but like, very provocative. I don't, I don't know that I should have been watching that movie at whatever age I was when I was watching it. To be honest, I'll talk to my parents. Okay, now I'm definitely gonna have to uh, check this movie out. Um, other than something borrowed, of course. What's your favorite romantic? Comedy? <laughs> my husband was in that. Um. My favorite romantic comedy, oh, it's hard because they always change. Uh, it's Titanic. Titanic? I'm kidding. It's yes. not a comedy. <laughs> um, I really like The Switch with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. And mm. I really, I think my top romantic comedy is uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Okay, good answers. And another movie I haven't seen, Switch. Haven't seen it. I just think that Jason Bateman is so funny and so dry and so it, like, that's my kind of humor. Like I'm not the slapsticky kind of funny. So that one really got me. All right. Well, you've given me two movies to watch this week. Thank you. Great. Uh, 
What is your favorite flat out comedy? I don't, I don't know that I have one. No, are you like My an favorite? Anchorman or no, no, no I don't like those kinds of movies. No, not not into those kinds of movies. No. No. Okay, so you're I will laugh because like I'm enjoying my friends' than... laughter, but like that stuff that I don't I don't find that funny. I mean, I thought wedding crashes was funny, okay. but like that's just not like I would never put something like that on by myself. Okay, I'm I'm costing myself jobs here, guys. How about American Pie? Eh? No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. You obviously are are just sophisticated and um, have... No, I'm an old crotchety lady. No, there's got to be a comedy that I like. I'm like, I, like Dumb and Dumber, like I get it. I appreciate all these movies, but like I don't, I don't like laughing. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, if I could ask you who your favorite, besides Robbie, who's your favorite actor? Mm, it depends on the role and the change. These are so hard because it always it always changes. But I think that I do love um, Victor Garber, but also just because I love him as a human mm. and Kiefer as a human. But as an actor, I feel like I could always I always enjoy watching Jeff Goldblum, mm -hmm. which is weird because I don't like funny, but he is very funny to me. Um, I like I, I could just list them off depending on which movie, but we'll we'll go with Jeff Goldblum right now because I'm big fan. Okay. All right. Good answer. And how about actress? That one too changes quite often. I feel like I I tend to like really want to watch people that I feel like I could probably be in the similar category as just because I'm hopeful and also vain. Um, I always find Rose Byrne to be entertaining and like mm. knows exactly how to nail every single and she just like every single category just like yeah. gets it. Um, yeah, comedy, drama. I mean, everything. She's so good. Same with Kate Winslet and Rachel McAdams. Not that I think I'm in any world of the same realm as these people, but like, um. Yeah, I mean, it's, the list goes on. I Actually, I was just watching that Inventing Anna show on Netflix. I don't know the actress's name, but the one who plays Julia that works Gardner. At, yeah, no, no, no. The one that plays her character's friend that works at the hotel. Okay. She, like, I looked her up. She, uh, she, I think she's fairly new to, like, being a regular, but, like, that girl's power on screen is mind-blowing. I can't, I'll like, I, 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 I hope she's in it more. I had to stop it because my kid woke up from his nap, but... Okay. It's like I literally rewatch the scenes because she is like, I think she's gonna just blow up. It's gonna be crazy. Oh, and I all right, awesome. Love to discover new actors. Awesome, awesome. Well, Italia, thank you so much for being here. It's lovely to see you. You don't age. Thank you. you oh look God. The same as you did when I met you like 400 years ago. Thank you, ring light. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do for the well, rest of the you. evening? You gonna have another glass of wine and. Um, yeah, uh, no, well, I am going to play Wordle. Home? I'm going to play Wordle and I'm going to play Euchre on my phone and oh. I'm going to shop for, uh, finishes for my renovation. And then Robbie should be home and hopefully he comes home with a present. Otherwise I will be complaining on social media about it. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see. <laughs> Bye guys. Natalia, great to see you. Thanks for being Thanks here. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. All right, everyone. Once again, what a lovely, amazing interview. Uh, it was great to uh, to catch up with Italia. And uh, you guys definitely have to check out Chasing Life if you haven't seen it yet. And um, and then also her, uh, her upcoming project, The Imperfects. Um, definitely curious to see that. And then she's given us a couple of, or a few really good uh, movie recommendations for this week. So I definitely have to check out Labyrinth. But um, it being Valentine's Day, just want to say to everyone out there from the bottom of my heart, I so appreciate you guys being here every week and uh, and just want to send you guys lots of love and um, just know that whatever you're dealing with out there, you know, Italia was talking about just 
playing this character with chasing life. You know, a lot of people out there are dealing with so many different things, so many different, um, so many different stuff, whether it's health issues or um, family issues, financial issues. A lot of people are dealing with a lot of stuff. And I think the best thing we can do is remind ourselves to just be kind to each other. Everyone is dealing with something, and especially now with, uh, with everything, with us being cooped up for the past couple of years. I think a lot of us are just at our wits end. So I think the most important thing we can do for each other is just to uh, try to just spread a little more kindness out there. And Valentine's Day is always a day that reminds me to uh, just think about people that mean the most to me in my life. Um, so to my family out there, love you guys. Thanks for always supporting me. And to the rest of you out there, thanks for all your support as well. Have a great rest of your week. And I will see you guys all very soon. All right. Take care.